I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. by dispatch today i'm Brittany, and joining me today as always is my friend emily lynn hi emily hi Brittany. how are you i'm all right how are you doing i'm doing good my laptop has decided to stop working so like i can't control the volume anymore audacity has gone to shit I'm trying to think of other things that are going wrong, but I, I don't know. Like it's, it's it's very confusing and very frustrated. But hopefully, some Star Wars talk will get me away from that frustration. No, that sounds very annoying. Those are things that are good, like volume is something that is good to be able to control on your computer. I know, because it's like I'm trying to like turn you down, but like. You're just, you're stuck on high, so no, kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, even when I put you on mute, like, I can still hear you. So I think just, like, my computer just wants to forever hear your wonderful voice. So that's it's nice. It's haunted. <sighs> haunted, indeed. Um, how was your Christmas? Uh, it was okay. It was uneventful, but fine. Uh, it's did FaceTime with the family. How about you? It was good. It was jam-packed. Uh, we, we start our Christmas day at 5 in the morning because we have a lot of places to go and things to do. But everything went good this year. Um, it's fun because, you know, now Carlos is here, so there's a new person. So everything's like present opening is longer. Um, it just seeing like someone's reactions to like normal family things to seeing it through their eyes is is very interesting oh yeah yeah so i know everything went good everyone behaved which is good because it's always awkward when like you go to like a family member's house and like someone says something stupid or you know yeah that's that's never fun normal family things but I was really sad because one of my cousins wasn't there and she's been watching The Mandalorian. She's probably listening. Hi, Regina. Um, so, yeah, I didn't get to talk to her about The Mandalorian, but hopefully she comes over so we can talk about Baby Yoda. Oh, precious Baby Yoda. I love him. 
I got a bunch of Baby Yoda merch for uh, Christmas. Here oh, yeah? Go. What'd you get? Um, Here, I'm sending it to you now. I got this, like, it looks like a Baby Yoda, like, sewing. Like, it has, like, the sewing needle. Here, let me send it to you. And then I pre-ordered the Baby Yoda from um, the Disney store. That's the plush one, right? Yes. And then I got this, like, glass Baby Yoda holding the frog. It's really cute. I'll have to take a picture of that later. And then Aaron Boyd got me a Baby Yoda mug. Aww. Yeah. And then I saw that the Disney store has the Baby Yoda spirit jersey. So I have to get that. But I feel like all of our lives are going to be taken by Baby Yoda. And I'm perfectly fine with that. Oh, that's like a good old crocheted Baby Yoda. Yeah. That's pretty cute. I know. One of my mom's work friends made it. And then she made like four of them. So I got one. My sister brother got one. Carlos got one. Aw. I know. Sweet. Yeah. It's very cute. Did you get any Star Wars things for Christmas? I got a pack of Star Wars playing cards, which are pretty cool because it's all um, photos of like vintage vintage action figures. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. This year was like Star Wars heavy. Like I got like a. I got a cute little mug with porgs on it. Like, and then, like, the porg is on top of the mug. So when you're, like, drinking it, like, the porg is, like, looking directly at you. Carlos got me a Star Wars purse. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. It was a lot. Oh, I got a, um, I got the big Black Series do-back from Eric Strathers. Oh, I love Eric. Yeah, I think I think my mom was a little bit hesitant to get me Star Wars stuff this year since I had been worried about the movie. Yeah, the movie. Yeah. That's hopefully next year, you know, with season 2 of the Mandalorian starting, you know, everything will Yeah, we get that fall of 2020. That was just announced by John Favreau. He posted a picture of a shirtless Gamorrean guard or Gamorrean. Yep. So that was cool. I do like the Mandalorian. Yes. And I do like the precious baby Yoda. Me too. Huh. So 2020. I think this episode is going to be up. Um, a couple days after the new year. But uh, what are some things for Star Wars that you want in 2020? I want The Mandalorian Season 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I want a panel at Celebration for Cassian and for Obi-Wan. And I want 
an announcement of who is doing the next movie. Wow. And I want to learn at Celebration that my man Krennic is going to be on Cassian. Oh that God. might be that might be asking for too much. Oh man, I could just imagine like them like building the cast and they're like, "All right, all the cast members come out." And then here's Mendo in his uniform again. Oh my Dude, god. Dude, that footage of him walking out at Celebration Europe is insanity. Like, uh, it's so good. He's so fucking cool. How about you? What do you want? Um, I I want them to announce Ryan doing something because I feel like that's what Star Wars needs right now is Ryan. Um, I would also like an announcement of uh something with you know Rose Tico in it, you know, like a Disney Plus show because I think she deserves that. <laughs> oh my God! Did you see this fucking Chris Terrio interview? Yeah. <laughs> what a piece of shit. <laughs> Like, okay, so his, you know, his thing is, oh, we never intended to sideline Rose. And, you know, we put her on the base so that we'd have somebody there with Leia. But I'm like, you you guys knew what footage of Leia you had. And you knew, or you should have known, the limitations of what you had with Leia. And even then, like, because you don't have Carrie, you're you're so hand tied that of like, fucking, of course you couldn't use those scenes. And even if you could have used those scenes, she still wouldn't have been central to the story because that can't be central to your plot because you're just reusing lines from your first fucking movie. It's such a bad excuse. How would you feel if Chris was just honest and said, like, look, you know, instead of giving an excuse, like, how would you feel if, like, there were no excuses given and that he was just like, you know, how would you feel about that? Well, it depends. Is that, like, an apologetic, hey, we fucked up? Or is it, I mean, because I don't, here's the thing, is no matter what happened, and I I think it was, I think it was, I absolutely think it was them bowing down to the backlash. And even if it, let's say it wasn't, the fact that they didn't think about what it looked like and think that they didn't think about the impact of not using your first female Asian character and like i don't i don't understand how that's not even like on your radar especially after what kelly went through to not even be on your mind that that's something you should be conscious of is ridiculous i i and the, the, the like you don't make these movies in a bubble. They know what the Star Wars fandom is. They definitely know the shit that happened because of The Last Jedi. And so I don't 
think there is any excuse to not have Rose in your movie. Yeah, I, I just think it's weird. Like, she was such a big part of the last movie. And then... Yeah. And then just this movie nothing like er, even just like you know because i watched it again on on thursday and you know that scene when when he's like oh rose you coming along no i have to stay back and do this it was like she just was it was like purposely like oh we have to find an excuse to not have her come along to the big mission which she probably should have gone along and it's like i see all the arguments that like oh it would have been like too many people if like she would have come too but i mean I just don't like these excuses. Like, and I think about how sad Ryan must have been watching it and been like, wait a second, like, where's Rose? You know, because Rose was such a beautiful part of the last movie, possibly my favorite part of the last movie. And I don't know. It just, it's weird. It doesn't seem right. And I'm waiting for Kelly Marie Tran to go out and basically bash them and say, fuck you guys. Like, where was I? I should have been here. And other yeah. cast members being like, I she should have been here. because, Or because we have fucking Jonas going on yelling at fans about, you know, like it just, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it just like, she's in a, like, it's harder for her to say anything, though. I mean, it's one thing, like Oscar, I feel like has done enough stuff that he's not scared to speak out about that and potentially never work with Disney again. Hmm. But it's, I'm assuming a much scarier thing if you are a young woman and especially a young woman of color, like starting out at your career that you don't, you don't want to talk shit about. Like about the people you've worked with, especially not when it's Disney, which owns like ninety percent of movies now. I guess I just I just feel so awful for her. You know, she got to be in something as big as Star Wars, and then Star Wars just fucked her over. And then like here you have you know actors on Twitter. Did you see all the shit that Jonas was saying? No, I didn't. I don't follow him. So um. Claudia, I don't know, I don't really know her on Twitter. She was going on about, you know, how um, the rise of Skywalker, because she said, I can write a thesis on the absolutely fucking terrible messages about female power and the rise of Skywalker are, but all I'll say is that I would under no circumstances want any little girls to watch this movie. Fair. So Jonas replies to her and says, toxic fandom is built on the same straw men that this thread is abundant, abund- or abundant with. Uh, Insinuating to be a fan of this writer uses misleading claims to sow confusing confusion amongst people who want to enjoy a story for what it is. Please find something better to do. Peace. <laughs> and, God damn it. and then um and then someone says something too, and then he says, Don't really appreciate your agenda. God damn it. <laughs> what the like the fact that he can go on Twitter and say this shit is disgusting, and then you have like Keller Mutran. Just uh, we need a new Chewbacca. Like, could someone go to like Chewbacca school and take over? Because I don't really like this guy. <laughs> Man, that fucking sucks. 
Yeah. So fuck you for you know everyone's entitled to their own opinions about this movie, but I mean when you're when you are in the movie and you're replying to fans about the movie and insinuating that about their agenda, like that's not a great thing to do. And you should step back, delete your account. I don't know, like just stop. I don't know. I saw that because Jenny Nicholson Nicholson tweeted about it and I don't know. It Star Wars fandom is like kind of weird and, and sad right now. Like I it's it sucks. And it's like, you know, we have the Mandalorian, which is great, but this movie has really I don't know. It it just makes me sad. Yeah, I've I've just like I'm I'm so fucking over it. I like have muted a whole bunch of people i stopped listening to a bunch of podcasts i'm just like i'm fucking done same like i don't listen to any podcasts anymore um i'm interested in listening to rogue one because johnny was talking about it a lot but i don't know other than that like fandom is just in a really weird place right now and it's i don't know i just i like everyone's entitled to their own opinions about this movie and i hate that people are like oh your opinion sucks well it's like it's my opinion like fuck you you, you know i don't know i just hope that 2020 brings us clarity and just better star wars and better people better things better i don't know better attitudes i don't know just better everything and for everyone's stopping doing the GoFundMes to make another movie. I don't know. I thought we were better than that. I mean, I definitely didn't think we were better than that because we've never been better than that. But it's fucking still really tiring and disappointing. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, you know, me getting into the Star Wars fandom, you know, now, like, seeing it and seeing how gross it can be. Like, I just want it to get better. And I I feel like this, the closure of the Skywalker saga is a possible step forward into, you know, we can leave all of that behind, all of that, all of the disgusting behavior of, you know, the, the last Jedi people and some of the other parts of fandom that create, like, negativity towards people and races and I don't know. I just want everything to get better. I want Star Wars to get better. I want the fans to get better, you know, and I also want to get better. You know, I want to learn ways to be able to talk about my issues with Star Wars or issues with things. You know, I want to be able to be more vocal and be more confident about being vocal. I don't know. (sighs) It's a lot. I would like to learn how to let shit go. Yeah. Like, but I don't know. I've gotten I've gotten slightly better in that I muted some people instead of blocking them, because blocking them would have created drama. Strangers are still blocked. I blocked a whole shit ton of people today, but people okay. I know or people who are friends with people I'm friends with, I've I'm muting. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is that like. What are you talking about for these people to like comment on your stuff and say rude shit? Like, I just, I don't get it. Well, 
and this and this I didn't I didn't realize quite the reaction it got it because I I muted it within minutes of tweeting it because I saw it was it was getting a bunch of retweets and that was the off the Chris Terrio thing mm-hmm. where I just tweeted okay but you you wrote the script to this movie and I you know it's so weird with Twitter because sometimes I tweet that shit and it gets you know like a couple of likes or comments from people who follow me and but it got re, you know it all it really takes is one person to retweet it who has a big audience. And I didn't know until I can, as soon as I saw it start to get retweeted, I'm like, Ooh, I'm muting that one. But I was talking to, to fresh on, on DM today. He's like, Oh man, I was seeing all those replies to your Rose Tigo tweet. What fucking assholes. And I'm like, what now? <laughs> Cause I didn't realize quite. And then I went through and there were like 80 replies and I'm like, oh no, I'm not looking at any of those. Um, let's see. Someone says they're listening to the fans. Someone says Rose was worse than Jar Jar Banks. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? Like why do these people follow you or no. do they just like, no, but it got fucking retweeted by people. And so then it's just, we're going to yell at a stranger. Yell at a person with a a profile picture of two cute elephants. Like I just I don't fucking get it. I, I mean, who and, who yells at somebody because they don't like a who yells at a stranger because they don't like a character on Star Wars? I don't know, but oh my god, is this your most liked and retweeted post? I mean, it's up there. 6,000 likes, 1,000 retweets. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, it's got to be. It's either <laughs> that and the I, that and the um the true meaning of Star Wars is baby Yoda got a bunch. Emily with the hot takes. But at least the, like the true meaning of baby Yoda wasn't getting many replies. It was just getting likes and retweets. There was like one or two people who were like, fuck Baby Yoda. And I'm like, like, seriously, what is your goddamn problem? Yeah. I mean, this is why I have my account on private. Also, because I, I don't know if I want my employers to see or future employers to see uh, what I do in my dreams with quesadillas. <laughs> but <laughs> I love the meme of like uh, the Real Housewives lady pointing and it's Baby Yoda. And it's Yoju. <laughs> oh, God. People are actually calling Baby Yoda Yoju. It's Steel and like three other people. Yeah. I guess. It's Baby but Yoda. His name is Baby Yoda. Yes. Well... Should we start talking about Baby Yoda in the last two episodes of The Mandalorian? Yeah. Let's talk about The Mandalorian because it's awesome. Um, I, th- I think these two episodes were the best of the series. They were pretty damn good. And this was, let's say, so Taika Waititi did eight. Did Deborah Chow do seven? Um, let me look right now. I think so, but I lost track of things. Okay, let me look at it right now. Why is everything so slow? Uh, Yeah, Deborah Chow. 
Man, she's great. I know. She. Whew. I need to go back and watch that episode again. I've only watched both of these episodes once. Yeah, same. I got. I well, I watched. I watched seven twice, but I only had time to watch this one once. I didn't get a chance to watch it until last night. But it's cool because it like wraps some things up, but gives us a whole new stuff coming in. It brings back like everybody that we've seen so far on the show, and. It gives us, like, the mission statement for season two. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, I I enjoyed, you know, the band getting back together. You know, the Mandalorian going back on the planet where he found Baby Yoda and getting uh, Quill. That was his name, right? Quill? Something like that. Quill? Quill. Quill. I, yeah. I love him. I love how he reprograms IG-11 to be basically like the the caretaker or the nurse for Baby Yoda. Like, that was that great. is fan fucking tastic. Um, so good. I, I'm I'm glad that we saw a lot more of Carl Weathers. I like that we get him as, I mean, basically, I guess, a good guy again. Yeah, I, I loved him as a good guy. You know, even, you know, right before they get to um, Space Rider Herzog and he's like, oh, I was going to kill you. But and Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda saved Grief Karga. Baby Yoda is great. When when yeah. Baby Yoda, when... um. When Cardoon and the Mandalorian are arm wrestling and Baby Yoda starts to force choke her. <laughs> I mean, first of all, just like the the image of the Baby Yoda doing the little force choke hand thing is hilarious. But I mean, also, I, I just I like the idea that he's so protective of the Mandalorian, but doesn't isn't doesn't have enough awareness to know when the Mandalorian is really in trouble. <laughs> I know, and you know when he's yelling at Baby Yoda, "No, she's our friend," and then he shakes his head no and continues doing it. And it's like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> oh man. And it's cool because I mean, we also we just get some other stuff like the the, the whole idea of. The, you know, the ex-Imperial warlords and these planets are just sort of on their own to deal with it because they have no confidence in the New Republic coming to help them. So he does have to be like, hey, I know we tried to kill each other, but how about you come help me kill this other dude? Yeah, this other far worse dude, and we'll be even. <laughs> um, Moff Gideon. Oh boy. Damn. Scary as shit. He doesn't even have to say anything. Like, he, wow. Yeah, Zito has a, a whole lot of presence. What shows and movies has he been in? Um, the. 
big one that he's known for is Breaking Bad. And oh, really? He, yeah, he was a uh, character gustering a very scary, uh, like, rival drug dealer character. Damn. And just, like, an excellent, like, performance. A really layered bad guy. And, and, and sort of like we see here, the very calm bad guy. That's what he's really good at, I think. Yeah. He's just so calm and just, you know, him getting out of that X-Wing was just powerful. You know, him with his cape. I love the cape. And just like the visual, like just in the in that first episode when he's, you know, standing there with the the death troopers around him. Was so good. Oh, and I like that we finally get at least some of Herzog's crazy warlord speech that we got at Celebration. <laughs> Talking about how oh. the you know the New Republic hasn't done shit and has made the world worse, made the galaxy worse. I'm glad. I wasn't sure if we were actually ever going to hear any of that. I'm sad to see him go, though. I mean, I knew he was going to, but not like this. Yeah, yeah, I knew he wasn't going to be in the show much, but I'm sad. Partially because I really would have liked to see him and and Gideon interact. I mean, the interaction beyond him getting exploded. (laughs) Yeah. And then poor Quill gets killed. Yeah, by the two stormtroopers who can't shoot in front of him that's so sad it has been hilarious how how much hatred those two are getting on twitter (laughs) they're just getting hatred for um hitting baby yoda right yeah people are so (laughs) mad although i was i was watching i'm like stop it i kept yelling at my tv you know, I was, I was shivering every time. You know, he would hit him, and I'm like, "Oh my god, he's gonna, he's gonna kill him." You can't hit Baby Yoda. Although, how cute is Baby Yoda stuck in that messenger's bag? I know, which is his little Yoda. One of them. Oh, which is his little Baby Yoda face sticking out. And that's uh, that's Jason Lucas and um, Adam Pally as those scout troopers, and I mean, they were hilarious. And it it sort of fits perfectly with an episode for for Taika to direct. It seems very in his style of humor when they're just like waiting around to hear back from their if they can come back yet or not. Just sitting on their bikes being bored. I really liked that because I imagine quite a bit of being a trooper is sitting around being bored. Oh my god, I know. And we're actually, you know, getting into all this stuff you know like when he like sits down on the speeder bike like the other way and just like looking at the other one being like can i see it (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe maybe you maybe you hit it too hard too hard you just want to see it (laughs) oh my god this is brilliant just the show and the interactions and the dialogue like 
you know, Star Wars has always kind of lacked in dialogue, but this series, man, has some of the best dialogue in all of Star Wars. It's been it's been pretty good, and it's just this particular s- sequence was right up my alley, and and I just thought it really funny, especially considering how much pathos you get in the rest of this episode. That you have those bits like those guys and and. IG-11 is also really funny. He's wonderful. Yeah, and then he goes and he twists the, the guy's arms and then he sl- slams them on the bike oh, and then goes back. Yeah. And I was, I was like, what he is, when he twists his torso around to protect Baby Yoda, while, like, f- f- firing wildly... And also Baby Yoda looking like he was enjoying the hell out of it. <laughs> but, I mean, that that close-up, when you just see him on the bike, like, zooming forward with Baby Yoda strapped to his chest. Ugh. So good. It's so much fun. It is. That whole fight sequence is wonderful, too. And it's cool knowing that a lot of those stormtroopers were part of the uh, 501st. Yeah, that's right. And, I mean, that is a massacre. I know. It's so good. And, I mean, you know, earlier you had Moff Gideon's, like, scary villain speech, which he gives very well. But when he's when he's naming them all, that was pretty great. Oh, and, and Kairos from Alberon. Yeah. Interesting. That... Definitely makes sense with her as soon as as uh, Mando mentions the guy they're going after is an ex imperial. When that's like that's what it takes to get her in. Yeah, that that um, makes it. I think that would definitely motivate you to be a shock trooper. Yeah. Um. What was her full name? Oh, I had noticed it because it was cool and then completely forgot it. But we got um, the Mandalorian's name was Din Djarin. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So it's insinuating that it was um, Grief Karga that rescued um, the Mandalorian when he was little, right? Or like, who is Grief Karga? That's my question. What do you mean? Well, because he, because the Mandalorian, like afterwards, he's like, shit, like only like he knows my real name. Like, how does anyone know the real name of the Mandalorian? Like, do you just do a bunch of investigating or something? Or like, how does he know all that shit? Well, they say it's because he was the guy who like led the siege of Mandalore. Oh, Okay. Yeah, that's what happens when I watch this episode once. Everything becomes a blur. Um, Yeah. So, I'm trying to think what else happened. Um, I thought that... Oh, no, go ahead. uh, The scene where the Mandalorian thinks he's dying and IG-11 tries to take off his helmet. And he's like, no... He says what? Like, no human being can see me or no being can see me. No living creature. No living creature. And he's like, I'm not a living creature. Damn. It's great. It was 
It was so weird to see him without the helmet. I know, we see his face. I love him. And I like that we finally... I mean, we finally got a couple of things. We got the full flashback where we see him on whatever his home planet was when the Mandos come and rescue him. And we also got the, you know, the... It's a... The Mandalorians are a, a creed, not a race. What is a creed? Well, I mean, that means it's like a... I mean... It's like the code that you live by. I mean, in this case, it would seem to be analogous to religion. I, I, it doesn't seem to add up with the Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff. I think, I think it still makes more sense that it's both. And he is an adopted Mandalorian. Like, he converted to Mandalorianism. But, I mean, there's still the planet of Mandalore. Yeah. So it's not it's not like completely not a race. Like maybe the Mandalorians, if you don't take, you know, if you don't take the Mandalorian pledge or whatever, then they consider you to not be a Mandalorian. But I don't know. That I still question somewhat, but I'm glad they at least talked about it. Yeah. And oh my god. Almost all the other Mandalorians that we saw on the show are dead. Do you think that some of them just took off their armor and escaped? <sighs> I think some of them escaped. I don't know if any of these... I mean, that seems like a very non-Mandalorian thing to do. That I don't... If they've done that, then they can never put on their armor again. Yeah. I mean, possibly maybe some of the children, because there are a lot of children in there. Maybe they probably did that. I hope somebody got away with the kids. Because the uh, the armor has that line about she hopes that some of them got away. Some of them had to have gotten away. I don't know, man. It depends if, like, the Imperials ca- came down to their little enclave or whatever. That's That's a lot of, you know, easy targets. Yeah, or, you know, after the whole battle sequence of, you know, when the Mandalorian was getting away with Baby Yoda, you know, they all came up with a plan what to do afterwards. So, I don't know. I just, I, I hope that not too many of them are gone. I mean, that and, was a lot, that was a lot of, a lot of armor. Yeah. Um, And how awesome is that lady? I love her. She's so great. Her refusal to go with them. When she, and then she makes him his little sigil, and she's like, dude, this is your fucking job now, is this baby. This is your only job. This is your whole guiding force is now this little baby. Does not matter that the Jedi were once enemies of the Mandalorians. You got this little baby, and now you protect it. Loved it. He's officially a dad. Yeah. And also loved her with her big forging tools, smashing the shit out of some stormtroopers. <laughs> like, we see little bits of stormtrooper helmet, like, fly across the screen. Yeah, that's fantastic. Oh, it was so cool. I want more of her. I have a feeling we will get more of her. 
she'll end up joining the crew or joining the Mandalorian because the crew stays behind, right? Kara stays behind and so does Grief Karga. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully if we... I mean, I'm assuming at some point we'll go back to the two of them. So hopefully we'll also see the armor lady. Because, man, is she awesome. That was such a good fight scene. Yeah, and Emily gets his jackpot. He does. Not... Not super excited about that. What did they call it? It had some stupid name. I forget, but I remember IG-11 had to hold it because he had to be able to, like, graduate to it. I I do like that she mentioned you have to, like, practice with it first. Something that I think largely gets ignored in, in movies and shows like this. It says, oh, here's some new equipment, and then you'll be perfect at using it. But she is specifically like, no, you'll have to use your drills once you get better. Well, then all of that is put to his side because IG-11 holds it for him and says, okay, I'll give it to him when he's ready. And then IG-11's like, well, I, I got to self-destruct um, here. Take this back. Um, well, yeah, well I, didn't know, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't have much choice there. I did, I did like that whole argument that he had the, between um, Mandalorian and IG-11. <laughs> yeah and how he cared and that how like he memorized his um i forget what was the emotion uh, emotional pattern or something yeah that was funny and just the like I, that whole lava boat sequence was great um i liked the astromech droid with the big legs who was the gondolier basically was even doing like he would start to sing a little bit of a song when he first starts steering them, <laughs> which uh, uh, brilliant touch. You know, I don't know if that was Taika or 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 John or somebody else, but that was that got me. He just starts making a little beepy song, and I'm like, oh my god, he's the gondolier steer of like a but lava, ugh. I remember when like leaks of that little guy um, were released and like it was insinuated that he was going to be some like fighter or something, but (laughs) it was just slow. (laughs) He just steered the boat. It was good. And the, when, when he starts walking through the lava, I'm like, I don't, I don't want IG-11 to die. I know that was pretty sad. I liked him. He really exploded, though. That is a really massive self-destruct sequence. Yeah. And Baby Yoda's reactions to everything were so good. I mean, just throughout this whole episode. From him biting that guy to him enjoying his little speeder bike ride with IG-11... The, um, oh, the stopping of the flamethrower trooper. That was amazing. So good. And then falling asleep because he can't. He's so little. He's not ready to use his force powers that much. Yeah, he's tired. It's exhausting being a force user. Now, one thing I'll say is Star Wars has never been good 
at being consistent about what people know about the Jedi. Yeah. Because in this, when she, when the armor starts talking about the Jedi, it's not, it, there's, it's not a, oh, I thought they were a myth reaction like that. It's like they've never heard of them before. And that struck me as weird. Maybe there's different Mandalorians in different parts of the galaxy. Maybe that Jedi aren't known in different parts of the galaxy. Yeah, but the fact that none of them, like, like Mando didn't know it. Grief Karga didn't know it. Cara Dune didn't know it. Like, it especially seemed weird to me that she didn't know it. Maybe she's bluffing. I don't know. Like the, I don't know. It seemed like there should have been some sort of recognition there, even if it was, oh, that wait, you mean the Jedi are real or something. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just something that, that is sort of throughout Star Wars, I feel like. Yeah, because, I mean, this is... Cause canon is such a weird thing now, and, you know, all the books and everything, and just the myths of the Jedi and just, I don't know. Like that's just such a weird thing. I mean, it especially, it especially seems strange since we know the Jedi were very involved in the Clone Wars. Is it possible that some people and planets like didn't know about the Clone Wars? I mean, the Mandalorian obviously did because he was in the middle of, of all of it, but he has like no recollection of the Jedi or just of. I don't know. I, I can you can sort of go okay. Well, as a kid, he wouldn't necessarily know what's going on, and the like the Mandalorians, or at least the Mandalorians he with he's with are so ice insulated. That maybe he'd never hear of it. But it, it strikes me as weird for the other characters. Yeah. Do you think that we'll get some force users in the next season? I mean, besides Baby Yoda, you mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's so... I think if it is, it's going to be very minimal but I can see him, I mean, the Mandalorian deciding he has to, to try to seek some out because that's a lead. That's, I mean, basically the only lead he has for getting Baby Yoda back to his people. Yeah. Where do you think his people are? Planet Yoda. Do you think that we're finally going to get the species name? Uh, we have to at some point. I mean, if he's going around asking everybody, like, hey, do you know where I might find some aliens who look like this little alien? Eventually, we need a name. I'm going to laugh if just, like, the series ends, like, if just with us, like, never knowing. Because I, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like we're just never going to know. Also, we need, I mean, as much as I enjoy calling him Baby Yoda, dude, if you're going to be this kid's dad, at least for a little while, and possibly for a very long while, because you don't know how long it's going to take to track down his people, may maybe you should give him a name. You too. Don't even joke about that. 
what if on just what if you're watching the Mandalorian next year and then it starts off with the Mandalorian naming him Yoju? Like how how, how would how would he come up with that name? I don't know. I mean, Steel's stupidity at least has the basis of it being Yoda Jr. For him to, the Mandalorian, to pull out those two syllables would uh, be one of those, like, a bridge too far things. <laughs> you never know. Also, it's gross sounding. I hate it. Yoju? Ugh. Yeah, it's unpleasant to hear. It's unpleasant to say. And also, it, it gives Steel pleasure. So, no, we can't have that. Okay. Well, I hope one day we'll find out his name or a name will be given to him. I mean, that's generally how names work. Somebody gives one to you. I guess. But, you know, maybe we'll find out his actual name. Well, he might not have. Is- he might not have an actual name. I wonder how long he was kidnapped for. We don't know. And I mean, he's 50 years old. So, I mean, hopefully not 50 years ago. Poor kid. But also, we still don't We still don't know why they want him. I don't know. I think it's just to have a power, have the power of Baby Yoda by your side. You know, the ignorance that, you know, power is everything and that. Well, but I obviously think they can, they can like extract that power physically because they had them all strapped up to the medical table and shit. So what it is they think they can get from him and how they know about him and how people got him in the first place is still all undecided. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm fine with that being a thing that we find out about if, you know we start finding out about it next season. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the big takeaway, besides that the second season is going to be about him trying to find baby Yoju's people, is... Yoju? Yep, that was for Steel. Is that... The Darksaber that Moff Gideon has... Yes. No, I gotta say this. I I think it's very. This is not. This is not me being annoyed that he has the dark saber. Even in the cartoons, I think the dark saber is stupid looking. In a live action show, it looks like an unfinished special effect. <laughs> oh no! I <laughs> and. I'm fine with him having the Darksaber. I think it's cool. It's a nice nod to, like, Clone Wars and Rebels. It opens up a door for some really cool shit. And hopefully some real, like, digging into the Mandalorian backstory. Please give us Death Watch. But I I hope we don't see it much. Because I think it looks like shit. Oh. Were you were you excited when you saw the the dark saber? So excited, but interested because the last person who had it was uh, Bo Katan, Sabine's sister. So, um, it, I assume something happened to her. 
Well, I can never remember the Rebels' timeline. It's like a kind of right before A New Hope. Okay, so before then the Siege of Mandalore. After the Siege of Mandalore. The Siege of Mandalore was right before Revenge of the Sith, I believe. Because when he, when the Mandalorian mentions the the Night of a Thousand, whatever the hell it was. <sighs> I wish we had King Tom on speed dial. Because the Siege of Mandalore was that whole Clone Wars thing, right? The whole, you know, Maul is in control of Mandalore. And then Ahsoka comes and saves the day or tries to. And then Order 66 is, hi, welcome to Chili's. And because Rex, yeah. what we know on the show is at some point, the Imperials come in and lay waste. Because that's how he knows who Moff Gideon is. Yeah. Let me look up the Siege of Mandalore. But because it's like, I'm pretty sure that. Okay, yeah. Because the Siege of Mandalore. Um, which was in the Outer Rim world of Mandalore, was one of the final battles of the Clone Wars. Former Jedi Padawan Ahsoka Tano and Clone Captain Rex led a Galactic Republic uh, battalion of clone troopers to apprehend the ex Sith Lord Darth Maul, who controlled Mandalore by proxy via puppet leader um, Prime Minister Almec. Oh, the Night of a Thousand Tears is what he calls it. Deep. <sighs> well, so I mean, but this guy, I mean, I mean, if he was in charge there, maybe he just has like a real hard on for killing the Mandalorians. Probably. So, and and possibly even because of the Darksaber. So then, like, hunted the rest of them down. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if the Mandalorian, like, knows the... I'm interested to hear Mandalorians talk about the Darksaber and, like, the significance of the Darksaber. You know? Yeah, because it's something they'll have to actually explain on the show. Because most people watching the show haven't seen the Clone Wars or Rebels. So there's a lot of stuff when it comes to Mandalorians that they need to be like, hey, this is what's up with this. But yeah. this especially, because, I mean, I would imagine the question would be, hey why does this evil dude have this funky looking lightsaber? <laughs> yeah. I I can't think of, or I can't count how many people watch this episode and thought that Moff Gideon was a Sith or a Jedi or a dark Jedi. I don't know. Well, yeah, of course they do. Yeah. And I mean, we are, so we're going to get more of that next season. We're also, presumably gonna pick back up on the um 
the Boba Fett, possibly Boba Fett. Now that it was not, now that they didn't go back to it this season, I'm, you know, basically 99% sure that it's Boba Fett. Hmm. Okay. I'm interested in the possibility of it being Boba Fett. And hopefully also Ming-Na's character isn't dead. So she shows up with Boba Fett, I'd be perfectly happy. Yeah, because killing her was a fucking crime, Dave. What are you doing, Dave? I hope he doesn't write more episodes. Oh, God. Because I think we've all learned from this season of The Mandalorian is that just Dave should just... Dave should just star in it. Just have Dave just be a rebel Okay, pilot. well, no, he's also a terrible actor. Well, would you rather have him star in The Mandalorian or direct The Mandalorian? Neither. He can just go do whatever the next fucking animated show is that I don't have to watch. Well, technically, Emily, you know what's coming in February? Yeah, you know what else? I don't actually have to watch it. Uh, yeah, that's true. I'm 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 probably going to because I'm sort of I'm interested to see what they do with the the Mandalorian stuff. Yeah, because it's probably all going to connect to the Mandalorian. That's why they're doing a year break. But I don't know. I like this stuff. I think we're nicely set up for a second season. I'm I'm glad. That we have now what the plot is. I'm glad that we have set up Gideon to be a recurring villain. Because I think that's something. Excuse me. I think that's something the show needs. Like you can have your bad guys of the week. And other like you know occasional. You know clashing with other bounty hunters. Or whoever the fuck that he's fighting. But having a, a driving villain is important. Yeah. And him having the dark saber has lots of interesting possibilities. Yeah. I'm excited to see how he got it. Maybe we'll have flashbacks to um Bogatan or something. I'd love to see more um Clone Wars or Rebels people in the series. Like I know like before I was like, ah, that's stupid, but I don't know. I think it'd be cool, but I mean, I would much rather see new faces rather than just recycled faces. You know, it's yeah. like it's cool if it's like, you know, Boba Fett. But I don't know. I love the new characters we're getting from the show, like Cara Dune, Grief Karga, Moff Gideon, The Mandalorian. Um, God, it's just it's so good. We're so spoiled. Like, this is amazing what we're getting right now, and I'm so happy that something like this is here for us. I really, I hope we get a bunch of these directors back for Mando season two. Um, I know, I mean, Deborah Chow's guys Obi Wan to run, but I, I would really like Taika to direct a Star Wars movie. Me too. He's so good. I like everything that he's done. He's got such a sharp sense of humor, but is also good with emotional scenes. Yeah. 
I'd love to see Bryce Dallas Howard back too. Yeah, I liked her episode. I felt like it needed to be longer, but I don't think that was her fault. Yeah. Yeah, but so far, so good. Um, This first season, amazing. Probably my favorite TV show of all time. It's super fun. Like it's been, it's been like the most fun I've had with Star Wars for a while. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi is not a particularly fun movie. Yeah, I think you know since this last movie came out and analyzing the whole trilogy, I think that's probably my favorite movie, Star Wars movie of all time. I I think it's, I think The Last Jedi is the best Star Wars movie. Yeah, I don't know if it's my favorite, just because I have like some emotional pulls with the other ones, but I I don't I don't there's no doubt in my mind that it's the best in terms of writing and actual filmmaking. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting now that it's well, it's done for now because you know in like five years they're gonna be like, never mind, just kidding, maybe, but. I don't know. It just it, it makes me look at everything differently now when, you know, watching the movies and figuring out, okay, what I like and don't like about all these movies or everything put together. Um, yeah, I'm just glad that it's all done. I'm interested to see, um, like, the bonus features, like when this comes out on Blu-ray or however Disney Plus is going to do that um, because I'm interested in, like, the, the director and like the writers talking about it yeah i'm i have i don't need to listen to fucking jj abrams yeah yeah um and the cast um it's fucking uh adam driver just never goes to anything you know he never goes to celebration he never goes you know so I wonder what he has to say or if he has to say anything about this movie in particular. I would be shocked if we hear him speak about it anytime in the near future. Why do you think he doesn't talk about it? I, I, I think fandom doesn't interest him in the slightest. I kind of like admire that about him that he's able that he's not so invested and that I don't know it's hard to explain it's like I love how John is in the fandom and everything but I also I respect that a lot about um, Adam Driver that it's it's just a job you know yeah no and I mean the dude does like three movies a year I mean, he was, you know, he was just doing a fucking Broadway show. Not, not, you know, getting bogged down in the morass of fandom. If you can avoid it, seems like a smart move. Yeah. But, you know, he's not somebody who ever seems particularly comfortable talking about any of his work. Yeah. He goes and he does what he has to do. He does what he's contractually obligated, you know, to make, you know, talk show appearances and stuff. But 
Yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of respect for him. And I'm happy that he can move on to bigger and better things. Because he's very talented. He is. He's extremely talented. I watched Marriage Story um, a couple weeks ago, and he was really good in that. Yeah, I just, I can't with that movie. If it wasn't Scarlett Johansson, would you I mean, have? no, no. I, I, I don't... I mean, the whole, I don't know. I'm First of all, I'm just sort of fucking uncomfortable with Noah Baumbach making a movie that's basically about his own marriage. It seems a little bit fucking... I feel bad for Jennifer Jason Lee, his ex-wife. Like, it all seems a little, like, gross to me. Oh, that was about him? I mean, the director? Or the writer? Uh, or what? Yeah. That's that. Yeah, he and... I mean, I don't know how autobiographical it is, but... I mean, yeah. Mm. I mean, his ex, his yeah. ex-wife is a, you know, fairly well-known actress and a very talented one. And um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. A, I don't know. It's like I, movies that I know are like technically good, but I do not enjoy. Uh, and that, like, just the whole what marriage story is. Like, I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need to just watch people yell at each other for two hours. Yeah. The movie's kind of one of those movies where it's like, well, I've had a shitty day. Might as well edit off shitty. <laughs> Is that's literally how it went. I was, it was, I think it was a Tuesday, and I'm like, well, this week isn't getting any better. I might as well watch Marriage Story. <laughs> but no, it was, it was good. It was really sad, but Adam did amazing in it, and he'll probably get an Oscar nom for it. I don't know if Scarlett. I don't know. Um, she fucking sucks. She's not a good actress. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm excited for her to be in Black Widow because then it's like I can finally stop watching her on TV or on movies or, you know, because just, just she says a lot of bad things and she does a lot of bad things. And, oh, I'm glad that she's out of the MCU or I hope she, I don't know, like, do you think she'll come back to I mean, it? isn't she dead? Yeah, but everyone comes back. It's like Star Wars, you know? It's like you... Palpatine came down, died, and then he came back in The Rise of Skywalker. So, you never know. Fucking Scarlet. But I think we have an email... And uh, fuck Mary Kill. I'll read it. Um, okay. Uh, fuck Mary Kill, sorta. This is from Dom, Canto Bitch Number One. Hey, ladies, urgent question. I was going to propose a fuck, Mary kill for these three, but I think I need to tweak it. It just feels downright inappropriate, even for you two. Let's go with CAB. Cuddle, adopt, Banish. What the fuck is Dom talking about? Well, here it is. Porgs, Baby Yoda, Babu Freak. Painfully difficult, not for me, but I suspect 
Our young ginger will find this to be too hard. I'd banish porns. They're porks. <laughs> they're loud as fuck and they probably shit everywhere. I would cuggle, cuddle Babu Freak. He's small, adorable, and communicative. I fucking died when he introduced himself to 3PO. And so I'd adopt Baby Yoda. I'm already a Yoda guy. He's fucking cute. He's got a personality and the lifespan is 10 times mine, which means if when I die, he will probably still be a child, which is equally parts heartbreaking and fantastic. Sincerely, Canto Bitch number one. All right. So what are you going with, Brittany? You fucking know what I'm going with. Uh, okay. I have to adopt Baby Yoda. Like, who wouldn't? Then make coming home from work worth it. Can't come home to Baby Yoda. You know, because you know how couples are always like, you know, I, I gotta get home from work and I gotta see my my significant other. Like, oh, I gotta see Baby Yoda. Like, that's just... Baby Yoda just sits there and appreciates you. Um, or force chokes you. Oh, no. That's not good. But if that's the way I go, then fine. Um, uh, I mean, I don't really want to cuddle Babu Freak. Like, he's kind of, like, he's cute and all, but... Okay, wait. I'm, I'm switching this up. I'm going to adopt Babu Freak because he can fix things and he's nice to have around and he's a good a good person and that cuddle baby yoda because yeah he could force choke me and you know i i can't adopt a small child because especially like that he's gonna be a child for a long time like do you know how much patience you need for children now, I know Baby Yoda's cute and all, but, like, we don't see what happens behind the scenes with Baby Yoda. You know, Baby Yoda could have destroyed the Razor Crest. And Mandalorian probably had to put it back together, like, 17 times. Maybe it was worth it. I don't know. But, yeah, and then I'm banishing Porgs because there's so many of them. And, I mean, they're going to come back anyway, so I guess I have to say that. What about you, Emily? I'm adopting Baby Yoda. Because I need to protect Baby Yoda at all costs. Yeah, and I just want to walk around with Baby Yoda and like the little Baby Yoda Bjorn. And always have Baby Yoda at my side because he's Baby Yoda. Also, Bubble Frick is like an adult dude. Yeah, I don't think I want to cuddle an adult dude other than my boyfriend. Like it just seems a little bit weird to be like, like he's a, don't get me wrong, he's adorable and he looks like the worm from the labyrinth and I love him, but I feel I can't like adopt him. Like that just seems strange. And yeah, I don't want to cuddle him because he's like just uh, like this little like guy. And I think he is resourceful yeah. enough. That if I banished him, he would be okay. I mean, he's pretty much banished anyway. Yeah. I 
it just, it's heartbreaking having to do this to the porgs, you know, because it's like people keep sending this to me and it's like, guys, you you know, like we've, we've been blessed this year with Babu Freak, Baby Yoda, Dio, you know the answer. And also Build-A-Bear has a cute little porg now that you can do like the whole process of making and I think it's really cute. I need to get one. Yeah, so I'm going to cuddle. I'm going to cuddle with the porgs. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Thank you, Dom. All right. And then we got um, a fuck, Mary kill from a green cow. Um, hi, Cantobite Pod. Catching up on the podcast. Sorry for my tardiness. Only up to 105 now by getting there. Oh, thank you. No need to apologize for tardiness. Um, a fuck, Mary kill for you. Original Yoda, prequel CGI Yoda, sequels, okay, boomer, ghost Yoda. Thank you for the podcast. Woo Yeah, that's Rebecca in purse. Oh. Yeah, this is cool. one she tweeted us a couple weeks ago, but then there was a movie and stuff, so we never got to it. Oh, this is Rebecca? Yeah. Oh, shit. Hi. Hi, Rebecca. <laughs> so, fuck me, kill. <sighs> mm. Okay. Prequel CGI Yoda is dead. <laughs> yes. Do not, I do not like it. I'm not dealing with it. I hate that you had a fight scene. And also, he's a huge fucking asshole in those movies. Um, I think I would marry original Yoda. Yeah, he's a little bit weird. But we could just like live in his little hut on Dagobah. I'd be okay with that. It's like living in a swamp. That's fine. I'll be getting a lot of reading done. And I like, I like, uh, Force Ghost Yoda in the sequels. I think he's great. I think he's really, I love that scene in The Last Jedi. And then you get to have sex with the Force Ghost, which would at least, if nothing else, be an experience. Yeah, I mean, how would you fuck a force ghost? Like, are you just like? I mean, he can, he can, like, he can sit down. He can move stuff. He can yeah. call down fucking lightning. Yeah, <laughs> force ghosts can totally fuck. Yeah, and, like, you don't have to worry about them, like, smelling too, you know? Because <laughs> Yoda living on that swamp and then, like, Jedi Yoda, like, you know, he, he's working out. He's doing the force. Like, that causes some sweat. So, Ghost Yoda, it, you can, like, spray something in your room and that's what Yoda smells like is, you know, your Febreze or your Airwick, you know? Man, it's so hard. And this is, like, oh, I was thinking about this with the Mandalorian. It's so hard to imagine the Yoda planet because my brain just immediately goes to Dagobah. 
Like, I, I, know. I know it's not. But that's what I imagine is all that Yoda's just live in a swamp somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. Like, where... I'm interested to see, like, where the Yoda. I want to know what a Yoda city looks like. Or a village or whatever they have. Yeah. Me too. But, let's see. I would... I would kill prequel Yoda because um, we don't do CGI Yoda in this house. (laughs) I'm marrying original trilogy Yoda because... I don't know. He makes soup. The soup looked good. He likes animal crackers. I like animal crackers. Perfect marriage. And then I would fuck Ghost Yoda because that would be very interesting. Like, what does Ghost Yoda do? You know? Everything? That sounds good. Oh, hey. Yeah. Oh what? Did you see this? That the the Mandalorian who rescues um Dinjarian as a child, the symbol the, the sigil on his, his arm is the Death Watch symbol. Yeah. I didn't even see it. I think so, because I was reading something in that um it was the Death Watch uh Mandalorians that saved um the Mandalorian because I think it's on Wikipedia. Yeah, I didn't because I haven't read anything about this episode yet, so I just saw that on Twitter. Hmm. Death Watch. I swear to God, if somebody doesn't say I mean, Death Watch next season, I'm going to be so mad. They have to. I just love John Favreau's Mandalorian voice. I mean, it's basically John Favreau. I know, but he is such a nice voice. It's so calming and so nice. I don't know, just a random thought. You know how just some voices just are wonderful to hear? <laughs> okay. Let's go to our next. Um, why are we going to? Why are we? Why don't we save that for next time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah We're already at an hour twenty minutes. Cause... I don't know why you want to burn through everything that we have. I don't know. I'm having a good time, and I time is going by so like slow, like it not or fast. I'm having, I don't know. I just get so excited when we hear from our friends. But yeah, let's save the one for next week. But yeah, we did it. And 2019 is done. 2020 is here. It's ready. The microwave just went off and we're grabbing the the nice warm microwaved meal. And we're going to eat it and it's going to be great. That's what 2020 is going to be. It's going to be great. Okay. Well, Emily, um, where can we find you in the podcast on social media? Uh, I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. The podcast is on Twitter and Instagram at CantabitePod. And you can email us, CantabitePod at gmail.com. Yeah. 
And you can find me on Instagram at Brittany the Ginger. All right. We will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go It's time to serenade my girl Lindo Sorry the ladies where I had to say no But if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto No shame in the game Make even Rogue One seem tame But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main Yeah, that's fire Love on the rocks, leaves the love on my socks Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked Especially when y'all truly whips out his cock Canto bite Episode 100 Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo My girls E and B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches all my canto bitches Start off with my Aussies Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch With canto bitch number one Josh made it a team And had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream That made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo And throw back some brew Fish tacos and San Fran You know we approve Rebecca from Perth I haven't met you yet Last shout to Fruchy Dude I didn't forget This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Rabia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and horse B at Scum and Villainy King Tom Death Watch The most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time so I shout a Rush too You know the list ain't complete without lesson boo This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches now if i didn't say your name don't feel no shame you love the fun the games and refresher bangs hang on every word of lindo's fanfic where she describes every vein in mendo's dick spread the word maybe buy a t-shirt i don't know maybe ask the girls of yattle squirts take your cbd send in your top three and you'll always be a bitch like me Get America.